0: Welcome back to another episode of the Profiles Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Hubbard, and welcome to the Wisdom Wrap-Up Series, where we delve into the valuable insights shared by industry titans, visionary leaders, and trailblazers who have paved the way to success. In this special... 25th episode of the Profiles podcast, I wanted to treat all of y'all with a short, condensed, action-packed episode with some of my favorite snippets of my conversations. In each episode, I try to tease out the habits, strategies, and characteristics that support the rise of these world-class performers, industry titans, and leaders. And in this episode, the best of the best advice will be at your fingertips in a 15-minute podcast. If you haven't listened to my last few interviews, I urge you to go listen to them after you hear all the great advice in this one. Today, the three interviews that I will be focusing on are my interview with Clint Murphy, where we discuss how he went from a fat guy on a couch eating Cheetos to an ultra marathon runner, Ironman, and a powerlifter, all by breaking down the task at hand into small, simple steps. Next, we're going to move to my interview with Tucker Bryant, where we discuss disruptive thinking, not just in the context of companies like Google, but how you can actually take actionable steps to think more creatively in your life. Lastly, my interview with Dr. Sinker discusses a very powerful idea. Instead of trying to stand out in your category, putting yourself into a category of one. I'm going to jump right into it and give the floor to Clint Murphy.
1: I refer often to something I call your get shit done muscle. And your get shit done muscle tells you what you can do in life. For me, I now know with reasonable certainty that I can do almost anything in life. Now we'll take a step back. Am I going to be a NASA astronaut? Probably not, because I'm 45 and I, I'm not likely going to meet the qualifications. But can I become? Uh, can I grow my net worth to 100 million? Yes. Can I start a business? Yes. Can I start a successful business? Yes. Why am I comfortable at saying I can do these things? Because of all the other things that I've done, Charlie, and how complicated they were and how I was able to achieve them. And how did I achieve them? A few simple concepts. And let's take the Ironman because that was the first time I did it in my life. Up until then, I'd accomplished a lot of great things, Charlie, but I'd accomplished them all in my head. I haven't—I hadn't accomplished them all in real life. You know, I, I've said it before. I was that... That guy sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, watching people build businesses, watching people have successful careers, watching people do an Iron Man with, you know, cheese crumbs down the front of my too tight sh- shirt saying, I could do that. No, you couldn't do that. You were fat. You were out of shape sitting on a couch. You know, I wasn't quite uh, in a beanbag chair playing World of Warcraft in my mom's basement, but gosh darn, Charlie, I was pretty close to that. And, uh, You know, if you ask my two boys, what's the definition of failure? They'll tell you it's uh, being in their uh, 20s or 30s, living in our basement suite, eating Cheetos in a beanbag chair, playing video games. So that wasn't allowed. And at 30, I realized that. And I was, you know, it was it was a friend who made a joke, but I realized, hey, he's right. Like, one, he's not a good friend Two. I'm not in the shape I want to be in and I'm not living the life I meant to live. And so I took the concept of Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind. And the end was, I want to do an Ironman first. I need to do a half Ironman. There's one that's going to be in Calgary a city, not far from where I live, you know, half a day away. And I'm going to sign up. It's a year from now and I'm going to get in shape to do it. And so I worked my way backwards and said, Hey, what do I need to do today to be ready for that in a year? Well, I need to go buy a new pair of running shoes. I need to sign up for swim classes to get over my fear of the water. And I I need to get my bike tuned up, right? Like some people think, well, you got to go run 10 K or you got to go run a marathon. No, like step one is I got to, I got to get my fat butt off the couch and I got to start moving. I got to sign up for classes at the running room to learn their 10 and one, they call it, you know, jog 10 minutes, walk a minute, jog 10 minutes, walk a minute. And you're going to do it with 10 other people. So you're going to build that commitment. And I'm going to sign up for those swim classes. I'm going to join a bike, local bike group. So I go for a Saturday morning ride with them. And I work my way up from the D group to the C group to the B group to the A. So you start small. You start with the smallest step you possibly can. Same as we talked about with Twitter. You start as small as possible and you grow slowly over time. And so I knew that if I started that small, I could build on it and I can get better week by week. And over the course of six months, I could go from out of shape to, Hey, I can do Olympic distance, which is 50% of the half Ironman and take a step back. I could do sprints, which were 50% of the Olympic Olympic distance. Okay. I did a sprint. I didn't die. Let's build on that. Let's sign up for some Olympics. Let's build on those. All right, a year later, I did the half Ironman, and I was in better shape. A year after that, I was 40 pounds lighter, and I did the Ironman. And that was the first time I learned, wait a second, like, you can break something all the way back to a simple, small component, and you can take simple steps, and you could grow those steps into something that big? Why can't I do that with investing? Why can't I do that with my career? Why can't I do that with starting a business? And the answer is you can. I mean, that's why Stephen Covey wrote about it in the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One of the habits is begin with the end in mind. And so you can do that to be successful at anything you want in life. It's why it's probably the most recommended book I have, Charlie, because that one habit significantly changed my life.
0: Next, here's Tucker Bryant. He went to Stanford, then transitioned to work at Google. After a long run at Google, he decided to become a professional speaker so he could share with others what he had learned. Here's the clip.
2: You know, we all wanna be innovators. We all wanna be disruptors, etc. But for the most part, we innovate when things go wrong. We innovate when there's an obvious threat. Generative AI has just started to threaten, you know, our ability to be successful as writers or a pandemic happened and we gotta figure out how to get our teams to meet without being able to meet in person. And that's all well and good, but during the other 95% of the time when it feels like we're chilling and we've got everything under control, then people's energy for disruption suddenly is a little bit more, you know, yeah, let's, we'll think about it. This is great to to think about. And that is kind of the space, in my opinion, that Google has operated in for a lot of the last couple of decades, not couple of decades, last decade maybe that it's been so successful. Um, and that's the no fault of anybody. That's just like a, you know, a reality of human nature. But in a similar way, poets, they are picking up their pens in times not just of like war and in times of heartbreak, although we associate poetry with a lot of those sorts of moments. They're picking up their pens every day and just saying, what is some weird, bizarre, esoteric shit I can do with language today? that nobody may understand, but that no one has done before. And so having that attitude and that posture towards your art of like, I'm gonna do this because I can do it and because it's different and I hope that doing that enough times is going to keep me in a state of uh, you know, maximizing my creative potential is a sort of energy that I think corporations that are doing really well and don't need to be worried about what the threats of tomorrow are yet can really benefit from
0: lastly a fan favorite dr Zena sinker she is a world-renowned physicist who created a worldwide conference that connects the brightest minds in the world called puzzle x i'm gonna let dr sinker's message speak for itself here it is
3: you are going to face setbacks it doesn't matter what gender you are it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what you do you're going to face setbacks what defines what you will do is how you deal with it and it doesn't mean that i dealt with it right doesn't mean that I still deal with it, right? But it's just something that you have to know you're not the only one going through it. That's the most important thing. You are not the only one going through that. You're not, I was, yes, I was in most scenarios, I was the only woman. And you know what? I was also a woman that liked makeup, liked dressing up. I liked things that were not common in in physics or in our department. There was a time where one of our advisors actually came to me and said, We think you've got a lot of potential, but if you keep dressing like this, you're not going to make it far in this industry. Do you know what that does to somebody who's just starting with a lot of doubts? And my reaction to that was not, I'm going to prove you wrong at some point. No, it really broke me. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll never be a physicist because they're telling me you cannot be a physicist by being myself. Because I thought to myself, maybe I should just dress like other people do. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing makeup. And then I told to my, I told myself, but then that wouldn't be me. I am me. This is a part of me. I don't want to be giving up on who I am and the other passions in creativity that I have, which is expressed in the way that I present myself. And then I thought to myself, well, I guess I will never be a successful physicist. But you know what? I still love physics, so I still can do a PhD. And that stayed with me. I didn't do a PhD because I thought I was going to be a successful physicist or I was going to be successful at all because they told me you wouldn't be if I was who I was. I ended up being quite successful. anyway, So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. (laughs) The thing was that when I was going to it, it didn't feel like that. It felt like, okay, I was making a choice. You're going to see so many setbacks. And I keep telling people, it sounds so cliche, but stick to your guns if and there are some times when you are not sure about something, right? And it's not really inherent in you. That moment's fine. You can choose one way or the other. But if it's really something that is you, uh, you've got an idea that you really, really want to embrace, don't care about what other people say. And that sounds so cliche, but goodness gracious, go after it.
0: That wraps up this episode in the Wisdom Wrap-Up Series. I really hope you enjoyed if you learn something, why don't you share the wealth of knowledge? Try sending this to a family member, friend, or an enemy who could use the advice. Thank you for listening.